This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Put Jar Jar in some stuff. <laughs> Put Jar Jar in, a, in an insurance commercial. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Star Wars Explained Weekly Q&A. I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And we've got another update to the background. Uh, Molly missed the lights, so now we have lights again. We have way more lights. <laughs> <laughs> and we have multiple cameras. <laughs> Hello, camera. We're going to try that out and see how Molly likes editing with three cameras. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fine. Uh, I don't have to worry about it, so I think it's great. I like making more work for myself sometimes. <laughs> well, what have we gotten up to the past week? First of all, I want to acknowledge Oh yeah. someone uh, in the last video requested that we have Grogu in the middle. Several people, actually. So... So Grogu's a guest this week. Look at him go! <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to make noise the whole time? <laughs> I don't think so. I can turn him off. Whenever whenever you feel like it, you can just give him a bop. <laughs> but yeah, we, we figured we have this space. We have this little table now. So uh, people can let us know in the comments who they want to see in the middle. Yeah, put in the comments below who you think should be <laughs> in the middle. Center in the next video and we'll try to make it happen as long as we have something that works <laughs> we'll we'll try to do that uh but this past week um we well i finished my reread of dark disciple by saturday when this comes out you may have finished it too you're pretty close i'm getting closer and closer yeah i i haven't been able to read during the day as much so reading at night just makes me sleepy and <laughs> I just fall asleep. We've both been doing that is just reading Dark Disciple at night until we close our eyes and pass out. It's really good. It's not that the story is making me sleepy. I'm just really excited to sleep at night. Well, you just reading makes you sleepy. Yeah. And I take a melatonin before I start reading. So that's my problem. But I still finished it last night uh, and it was really good. It was that's. The first Star Wars book I have reread in a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I have reread a canon book yet. Uh, just mostly because I haven't had time. Uh, I've reread several of the Legends books, but uh, it, it was nice to revisit them yeah, for this one. It, it's nice that it's kind of a quick read, too. We've just been so busy with like High Republic books and yeah, comics. Keeping up with everything that comes out on a weekly basis uh, the, the comics or the, the books, like a book every month almost, uh, that already keeps me busy. But yeah, um, it, it was nice to just take some time and be like, I should refresh my memory on what happened before Asajj gets here in the Bad Batch. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, let's see. I almost also finished almost finished the Empire Strikes Back FAQ. Uh, I'm still really happy with the response to the A New Hope one. Uh, I still need to like rewatch it and make sure I didn't make any glaring mistakes and that the editing looks good. But I think it's done, so it should come out a week from Monday. Mm. And then um, we get to watch Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. to start prepping for that one. And that movie is just so much fun. And you were you were saying that the questions that we came up with for that one were funnier. That's a good idea, too. Uh, if you have any questions, that I, I've posted this to the Patreon already, but if you have any questions that you think we get a lot about Return of the Jedi or any questions you have about Return of the Jedi in general, put them in the comments. I'll look through them, uh, make sure I haven't missed anything super obvious. I mean, we, we have already got a pretty significant list but yeah the questions were just a little more fun than empire mm-hmm. uh just because empire is like a heavier film yeah but <laughs> jedi had some just more like creative questions i feel mm-hmm. uh, i also wanted to shout out uh, i listened to a really fun podcast from uh, our friends at daughters of ferrix uh they did a discussion of pretty much all of phase two of the high republic they focused on um the path of the open hand which is like this cult that's central they're like the enemies of phase two if you haven't read the books uh but it was a discussion on how they are similar to fundamentalism in the real world and i was like that's just a really interesting lens to look at this through Uh, i found it very relatable just how i was raised so i i really enjoyed listening to it it's always fun to see just a really unique take uh, on Star Wars, mm-hmm. and uh, so I wanted to shout that out. Yeah, I started it. I have not finished it yet, but it's been really good so far, and our buddy Alden Diaz is on there too. Oh, oh yeah, Alden's in it. Yeah. That Alden you Just guy. skip all his lines. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Alden. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ellie is on that podcast as well, a uh, big part of our uh, book club every month, so uh, just wanted to shout out Daughters of Ferrix and their takes. Um, but let's hop into some news. There were a couple of news stories of the past week. Mm-hmm. Um, the big one I figured we would talk about is that Disney had another investors call and uh, they said that, that they kind of updated the release schedule and they have two Star Wars movies listed for 2026 right now, mm. which I think at one point they had two listed for 2025 um, and then they've shifted that a year. Uh, but right now the dates are May 22nd and December 18th, 2026. Classic. So, Classic May and December. I know. The, the two Wars months days. that Star Wars movies come out. First of all, I, I would assume that Mandalorian and Grogu is going to be the May date. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think Mando, Grogu in May and then Ray in December. That I was assuming that would probably be the second one as well. Uh yeah, something about Mandalorian and Grogu that just does feel like a a May summer blockbuster mm-hmm. kind of vibe. So yeah. I I'm happy with that if they want to put it out in May. Like I do really love the Star Wars December releases. Just something about it felt right and fun and mm-hmm. a good way to like end the year around the holidays. Yeah, that yeah. that's how what Force Awakens, all the sequel trilogy in Rogue One, and then. Uh, Solo came out in May, but that also was just a very fun like popcorn flick. So Mm -hmm. I don't think, except for the fact that it was being released right after an Avengers movie and only six months after a Star Wars movie, 
I, I don't think that did it any favors, mm. but it did feel like a fun summer movie. Yeah. So I don't know, like these investor calls, they're for the investors. Right. So like, I'm still going to be a little bit suspicious about these dates. I would love it if we got two movies in the same year, but I'm not taking this as fact just yet. I think that's wise. And I would agree that these dates shift all the time. Both of them say untitled Star Wars movie. So they haven't even firmly set like what's going where. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of expecting that one of them is going to go to 2027. I just, I, I think I don't really want two Star Wars movies in a year. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't mind it just because like the Mando, Mando Grogu movie feels like kind of a gift with purchase. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's just a little extra like thing that they're giving us in theaters. I can kind of like. see that. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking back to that Last Jedi solo how it felt and i i did kind of think before then i was like we're getting a star wars movie every year this is amazing and i was kind of like yeah let's do let's do two a year marvel does two or three a year mm. why can't star wars and then when we got um two movies just like five months apart from each other i was like you know i don't know like i kind of wanted a little more time to build hype up for solo and i mean i mean part of it is just that they didn't really market that movie they and did I, it at denny's yeah denny's was all they got and i'm still <laughs> very grateful for my therm scissor punch trading card i still remember going to denny's and like sitting and ordering and being like hey, do you have those trading cards and they were like what our, our waiter was like give me a second let me go they, they open go, the boxes they had to go look in the back <laughs> uh but yeah i i think having some time in between the movies to really build up the hype again that that helped me mm. but you are right i think in the sense that mandalorian and grogu we kind of know what to expect from that already mm -hmm. i think it's i think a lot of it is to to just take some of the pressure off the ray movie like mm -hmm. it just feels to me it feels like they're like uh what about this Mando Grogu movie over here. How, how about we put that out first and just have that be like the next big movie theater Star Wars experience. And it's something that we all already know. And there's a ton of love out there for both those characters. So it's kind of a no brainer. And maybe they just want to soften the blow a little bit. It makes sense. Like it does to me. I I'm over here like, is this big enough to be like the first movie back in it doesn't what, have to be big it, yeah i know and you're right is that it, i want it to feel big because it'll be what seven six and a half years since we've had a star wars movie so like i want it to be this big huge thing but looking back on it like you know a few years after that it's not gonna matter especially if we are hopefully consistently getting star wars movies again yeah it, it, it in the moment it might feel a little strange that like oh the first movie back is the mandalorian and grogu but i don't think most people are going to feel that way it feels kind of nice to me though because it's like mando and grogu were that's who we had that's who we were relying on at the start of the pandemic <laughs> you know yeah and so 
a lot of people since the pandemic just don't go to the theater that often anymore. So maybe this will come full circle and be like, okay, Mando and Grogu came along like right at the beginning of the pandemic. Now I'm going to go back to the theater and this will be my my chance to say, okay, I'm, I'm doing movies and theaters again. We're starting again with Mando and Grogu. Yeah, I, I do think that it's a, a safe bet on a lot of fronts, like popular characters. Everybody loves Grogu. Uh, <laughs> that's the movie that I want. <laughs> I mean, that should be the title. That, that's better than The Mandalorian and Grogu, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah, I turned him off. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, that's something else that I, I hope they change the name. The name just seems too generic and i get it because those are names that people will recognize but it's just like a trend that star wars has followed a lot with the shows and the books just obi-wan kenobi ahsoka tarkin thrawn Mm -hmm. like yeah okay (laughs) like i maybe they'll give it a subtitle or something yeah if it were like grogu's journeys yeah or something like that but we don't know what it's going to be about Mm-hmm. yet so i guess we can't speculate on a but everybody loves grogu subtitle. i'm down for that yeah like, let's just make it a sitcom <laughs> <laughs> they have their little house now <laughs> so <laughs> they, they can do something with that uh but we have some other movie news that we can talk about there was just a small little update from donald glover uh talking about the lando movie yeah. and how that's going Donald said, I feel like I have enough control, and maybe you get painted as a control freak, but it's like, yeah, control allows for the vision to be singular, and if the vision is singular, people want it more. The less it's singular, the less people want it, because they feel like they could have made it. And I actually like what he's saying about him having creative control. Mm -hmm. Like, I agree with him in a lot of ways, just that I, I think that something that's lacking in the sequel trilogy is like that singular vision from one storyteller, one producer. Like Mm -hmm. I I am of the opinion that it feels a little bit like a game of tug of war between two directors. And I, I'm glad to see that Donald is like, now I'm here to tell my Lando story. And I think he kind of talked about fighting the industry and I feel like he's willing to fight for what he wants in this movie. And yeah. I think that's good. He's got such an advantage here and kind of the, an upper hand because he's already played this character in Solo. And everybody liked it. You know, Disney, I think, was happy with it. Kathleen Kennedy liked it. Everybody was pretty pleased with how he portrayed Lando. So I, I feel I like... I think people almost universally praise his Lando. Yeah. So I think because of that, he has an opportunity to say, hey, everyone liked what I did before. If you want me to do this, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And like really put his foot down. So I am really glad to see him talking about it in that way. That I That's one of those casting decisions that when they announced it, I was like, he was born for this. Like <laughs> It just seemed so perfect. I was already a fan of his from his YouTube days and community mm-hmm. and 30 rock and like all these things that he had worked on. Uh, so getting him in star Wars was amazing, but knowing his work on Atlanta, I'm like, this could be just something really unique and mm-hmm. special. Uh, people have thrown out the idea that it could be the Calrissian Chronicles and it, it could be Billy D Williams narrating things. And then we see Donald Glover playing it out. And, like, the narration might be embellished and we see what really happened. Or, like, just knowing his sense of style 
in Atlanta, I'm like, oh, he can do some really weird stuff. Yeah. And I want him to. Yeah. I, I'm excited for whatever he brings to the table, honestly. And I did kind of chuckle at what he said about, like, not wanting it to feel like something that other people think that they could have done. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Star Wars fans are going to do that no matter what. But, well, you know. Like, I, I guess that I want to go in and I don't really want it to be what I expect. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm talking about, I want it to be Billy D. Williams. and the, but Maybe it will be, but I still want to be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't want it to feel like something... I could have sat down and written the way like out of watching Andor, I'm like, yeah. there's no way I could have <laughs> thought of all this and written that. Like, I, I want to see Donald Glover's take in a way that I'm like, yeah, I never, ever would have thought to do this. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I'm hoping to see. Uh, I did want to point out that we're recording this on Thursday. So it's possible that there could be some more, movie or tv or something news because empire magazine tweeted out something vague (laughs) (laughs) it it was a picture of like space and the blue letters said hello there yeah so everyone on thursday is like what does it mean and it it could mean nothing or it might be a big news story we're not going to discuss it now because we're in the past uh so let's get into some questions from our patreon but before that a quick word from our sponsor after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers if we've learned anything it's that there's always a catch so when i heard that mint mobile wireless plans are 15 dollars a month when you purchase a three-month plan i thought what the catch. But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Ryan Reynolds' company Mint Mobile offers premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. That's less than half of what I was paying before. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing content. Contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash starwars. That's mintmobile.com slash starwars. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash starwars. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And we're back. We're going to get into some Patreon questions, and a lot of people asked for us to talk about our favorite grief cargo moments and just overall carl weathers roles uh we did want to take a minute to honor carl uh that was some news that came late last week after we had filmed our q a yeah yeah, it was friday i think when i was editing the q a that's i was in my office and i just heard molly say what like in an upset way and i was like i don't like the sound of that and walked in and just saw a picture of carl up on your twitter yeah it was so upsetting. Yeah. You know, it, that's the kind of news that no one was expecting. And I think just hit a lot of people really hard because he seemed like he was doing great. He seemed like he was in great health. And I also, I didn't expect that he was in his 70s at all. Yeah. Like he's in he, great shape. He looked great. He was moving great. He, he's been writing, directing, starring in things still. Um, and, you know, he, he was always someone who tried to keep up with the times. You know, he was always tweeting stuff and 
voicing his support for a lot of different things and just trying to stay relevant. And I always appreciated that about him. Yeah. I, I really loved the style that he brought to The Mandalorian. It didn't super click with me until a couple things happened. First, you pointed out, especially when he was in holograms, I think we've talked about it, Four Sinners mentioned it, that he's kind of like a walking exposition machine, Grief Karga. Uh, and when he was in a hologram in season one, you said that it it seemed like something you would see before you got on a, a ride at Disneyland. Yeah, it felt like something, you know, when you're in line for a ride and something's playing and it's getting you ready for the story of the ride, it, either that or like something when you first get on a ride, it's telling you what to expect. He just has that kind of gravitas. That, that Yeah, <laughs> that gravitas, that delivery yeah. of just like, you might be surprised to know that I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so I had that in my head when we went into season two, and then we got to episode four of season two that he directed. And at one point, it was like when they... They go off the cliff and the transport, and then the speeder bikes are going off the cliff after him. I was like, oh, man, this is like a theme park ride. Oh, my God. It, like, <laughs> And I, I kind of do think that that was the energy he brought of, like, just this is Star Wars, and it is supposed to be fun and entertaining. Yeah. And so, like, it was in his acting and his delivery. Like, everything was just a little bit over the top, and his action was always so much fun. Mm -hmm. Everything about him screams entertainer like yeah. that's a great word for it and that's the i remember him at star wars celebration 2019 and just how he commanded an entire room full of people in chicago mm -hmm. uh how excited he was to be there and he was just an excitable guy that got people excited and i i don't know that i had ever seen anything he had directed before but i i came to really really like his directing style yeah and just, it seemed like he was always trying to make it as fun as possible. Mm -hmm. And I, I always think of that, like just that shot of the speeder bikes going out of the base and down the cliff. I'm like, gosh, that's just cool, mm. cool stuff. Do you have any specific moments that come to your mind when you think of grief? Um, I think one of my favorite grief cargo moments has to be from season one, uh, when he's hurt and Grogu comes over to heal him and he goes, he's trying to eat me. <laughs> you know, he's still, I mean, always kind of a little bit over the top in everything he does, which is always great. But that line is hilarious. His delivery of it is hilarious. And then like after Grogu heals him, I feel like they become buddies. They oh, have like sure. a bond for all the rest of their scenes together. That mine answer is also Grogu related because I think the first one that popped into my head <laughs> was at the beginning of season three when Din is like Grogu his name is Grogu and he's just like if you say so <laughs> okay uh, that delivery was wonderful but oh, I also the, the magic hand baby one is good too do the magic hand baby uh I also love in season two that same episode that he directed uh when he's picking up Grogu and he's like is Mandalorian taking care of you? Are you taking care of him? Like he, <laughs> It's very grandpa energy mm -hmm. of just like having fun with the baby and then being like, seriously though, like you 
you better be taking care of this yeah. child. <laughs> and then season three, when he puts him into uh, IG-12, mm-hmm. he's so excited. When Another he, proud grandpa moment. Proud grandpa moment when he's like walking around and he's using the yes and no buttons. And uh, he, the first time he says, is it yes or no? I can't remember. But Din like turns and goes, what? <laughs> and Grief is like, I think he just said no. <laughs> I think he said he can drive it. Yeah. <laughs> so cute i i yeah i i love all of griefs uh his arc over the course of all three seasons of being just a leader of the bounty hunters guild and then getting more and more status dressing flashier and flashier having oh yeah little droids that carry his cape the little robe droids yeah i being high magistrate uh-huh uh yeah that's he's gonna be insanely missed just in the world in general but especially for us star wars fans he was such a fun person to have in the universe do you have any other favorite carl weathers performances um the first one that always comes to mind is arrested development yeah you got a stew going baby everyone loves that and that was very much in our (laughs) generation that was coming out i think when we were in college early college late high school Mm mm-hmm and yeah he just seemed like the fun person to bring into that and like just a weird character playing himself but Mm -hmm. he's like very frugal (laughs) in everything that he does i i feel like he just had so much fun with that role because it was him playing himself yeah like just he has has such a like natural comedy about everything he does yeah he, he had a good sense of humor uh i also of course love him in predator uh but rocky i love the rocky movies i'm pretty sure four was the first one that i saw with my dad but you know the first four first three really are very much about rocky and apollo's relationship and i love a good like enemies becoming friends story uh and and that's a great one oh the scene of them running on the beach (laughs) beach, yeah is undeniably one of the best scenes in cinema. <laughs> Everyone loves it. <laughs> we had some friends who recreated it <laughs> on a beach, and it was wonderful. Uh, but yeah, that was guy was... love before Scrubs was even a thing. Yeah, that was RRR before it happened. Yeah, <laughs> let's just run on the beach and have fun together. <laughs> Splash around a little bit. Look how strong we are. <laughs> um, but we are gonna move on to our next question. Uh, because the Super Bowl, keeping things relevant, the Super Bowl is tomorrow by the time you're watching or listening to this. And Damien Vonderhaar asks if there will be a Star Wars commercial during the Super Bowl. <laughs> mm. I am doubtful, but I'm going to hold out hope for the Acolyte just to talk about that again. You know what? I think there should be, honestly, because Star Wars is missing out on some great and like hilarious viral marketing by just like inserting star wars into any other like companies uh commercials they like putting a random jedi or vader related thing or even like prequel related oh they used to do that yeah like, i know all the time and like that is has been severely lacking i feel like so like especially with the the phantom menace anniversary coming up Mm -hmm. put jar jar in some stuff (laughs) put jar jar in a in an insurance commercial (laughs) oh my god can you imagine 
if they start oh, the the like the mayhem commercials just swap yeah. the mayhem guy out for jar jar yeah uh i no i don't really think that we'll see any specific like star wars or heavy star wars related commercials but i think that they should start doing that I, I think they're a lot more just precious about the brand now and sometimes i wish they'd have a little more fun with it like i remember growing up and seeing an energizer commercial mm-hmm. and like the energizer bunny is on cloud city and then darth vader's lightsaber runs out of batteries and he's got duracell in yeah <laughs> and like i remember that commercial i just don't think we'd ever see anything like that today yeah uh i i think <laughs> Damien was more wondering, like, will we see a a teaser for something? Sure. The Bad Batch or Skeleton Maybe. Crew or something. I don't know. I mean, I pro- probably not Bad Batch. If they decided to put out the very first, like, sneak peek look at Acolyte, that would maybe be my pick. <laughs> that would be annoying because then... I'd want to leave oh. our Super Bowl party. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I wouldn't. I would stay and I'd have fun with my friends on a Sunday. Yes. But I'd be like, no. Mm. Yeah. And I will say too, like, we're going to watch the Super Bowl. I only watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. The last so. time we got invested in the Super Bowl was uh, when the Falcons were there. And it <laughs> it was bad to get invested in that game. Yeah. I, I also agree. I don't think, I don't think we're going to see... A full-on Star Wars commercial. Acolyte would be great if they if that release date comes out soon and they want to get the marketing ball going. I think that would be awesome. Maybe what they'll do is like a Disney Plus oh, generic yeah. like a big commercial compilation of what's coming. Yeah. They could probably do I don't remember if anything Marvel is on the way, but they could just show here's something from Marvel. Here's a little flash of the Acolyte and I imagine they have footage from Skeleton Crew that they could show. Uh, yeah. Because they, mean, they, they did that at one point. They can say that, you know, the Marvels is streaming now. Yeah. Because I didn't know that that was going to be out on streaming until you told me the other day. Yeah, it just came out. So I, I think that there's a chance we could see some Star Wars footage in like a Disney Plus commercial. I'll I'll put that on my Super Bowl bingo card. Sure. And nothing else. <laughs> Uh, our last question here is kind of related to the Acolyte. A framed citizen asks what our favorite thing the High Republic has added to the Star Wars universe is. Ooh. I'm going to... I'll open things up with the the robe aesthetic. Mm. I really love the, the... The style in general. The fact that they have mission robes and temple robes. I like that. I prefer... The mission robes more i really like the brown with like the gold detail mm-hmm. uh that is something that one day i'll learn how to sew and, <laughs> and make my own temple or uh, mission robes that just makes sense too because you're gonna get dirty yeah when you're brown. out on a mission and then when you're at the temple you put on your fancy stuff so i'm i really like that aesthetic and it, it's cool to know that we've seen some footage from the acolyte at celebration and they're gonna keep a little bit of that they're they're wearing like white and gold robes so uh i'm looking forward to seeing that in live action and i'm not looking forward to seeing it transition away Mm. into the more plain robes they're already getting more boring (laughs) i can feel it happening what do you think i guess i'll say irl just representation 
in the High Republic. You know, we're we're getting so many great stories. That's making me feel bad for being like the robes. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> robes yeah. robes need their own representation too, and you know, the gays have style, so that that fits into what I'm trying to say here. I think, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's so many. Uh, just like adorable relationships that we're reading about in the High Republic, representation of the people of that era, not just different looking humans, but all the different alien species too that we're seeing has been really, really fun. So all that has been my favorite part. The Yeah, there are some great, great characters. Uh, uh, you mentioning relationships. Escape from Valo has... Some really sweet characters, uh, Jedi characters who like have crushes on each other, which I, I think was wonderful to explore. But trans characters, non-binary characters, gay characters, I think that it is good. And I'm glad that they are taking a hard stance at really making sure that everyone is in this universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, okay, like <laughs> making me look bad and being like, <laughs> well, brown robes. <laughs> and Escape from Valo, that's uh, is that a young reader? Middle grade, M- yeah. middle middle grade book. How it's so important to have content for that age group showing that kind of stuff, and you know, saying that that's okay, and and for them to see themselves in those stories and read about it, like that is just so so important. Because certainly, some kids are going through exactly that. Yeah. But they're in environments where they feel like they can't talk about it. Yeah, and just relationships in general. Like we always have heard, you know, attachment is forbidden for the Jedi. But like, the High Republic is kind of horny. <laughs> like... They've been doing a good job. <laughs> At exploring the difference between like attachment and love. Yeah. And showing, you know, just all the various forms of what that might look like. So that's been great. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything in universe? In in universe, uh, maybe the nameless. Yeah. I think they are a really, really cool new thing for Star Wars. And I, I would love to see one like in live action or in animation one day. It's going to pop up in the Young Jedi Adventures. <laughs> no, no, never mind, never mind. Uh, yeah, I just think they're really cool. I totally agree. They're something that I perk up every time a Jedi has like a weird disconnect from the Force mm-hmm. or they're they're inundated with fear and they're like, something's off. I'm like, oh no. The fact that, yeah, they, they feed on the the force itself force itself people who are sensitive to the force and there's still so much that we don't know about them so i hope we get to find out more yeah that's all the time we have for questions today if you want to leave a question for next week's video just put it in the comments below or sign up for patreon to join our weekly q a discussion and get a guaranteed written answer if you haven't already please like this video subscribe to the channel follow us on twitter instagram threads blue sky and tiktok and as always thanks for watching and may the force be with you Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. 
Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.